Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us again this morning. It's kind of gotten to be a regular thing over the years and always great to have Tammy Prater back, Executive Director of the American Red Cross serving East Texas. Good morning, Tammy. Always great to have you with us and get caught up and maybe save a few lives in the bargain. Well, that's what we're here for and it's great to be back, John. Don't forget In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash in focus in focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning the day after the show airs tammy red cross so familiar but maybe not everybody knows your exact vision mission statement purpose and goals let's kind of go through some of the basics first and then we'll get into uh, some of the really important life-saving stuff the mission of the american red cross is to alleviate human suffering during times of emergency by combining the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors okay and keep going if you had well, something else. Well, you know, we are a volunteer organization, close to 96% volunteer here locally. Um, and we are not a government agency. We are here strictly through um, donated dollars. So uh, we are always looking for uh, new volunteers who can help us complete our mission right here at home. All righty, and your main office in East Texas is in Tyler, same place it's been for many, many years, 320 East Reek Road in Tyler. Phone number 903-581-7981. Also, an office in Longview, that's at 501 Pine Tree Road, room A1. Got it all the way down to the room, and that phone number is 903-753-2091. You have volunteer offices in Palestine and Marshall, just for the record, 919 South Magnolia in Palestine, 2109 South Washington in Marshall. Volunteer offices not necessarily staffed 24-7, but at least people know that they are there if they need them. And... Um, the website. What do you recommend? I, the easiest thing for me, because uh, the Red, Red Cross is everywhere, I just Google American Red Cross East Texas, and it comes right up. Absolutely. And we are tied to our you know national website. Um, so redcross.org slash East Texas will bring you up you know to our local information. But we're also linked to all the national information in terms of preparedness data and so forth. Mm -hmm. I noticed that, and there is just so much information on there. We recommend highly that you check that out and look at the Facebook page, any kind of social media that you have. And We're very active on Facebook. Uh, and again, it's uh, American Red Cross East Texas. Okay. Uh, the main thing that we want to talk about today, and I guess this is pretty much the case every year, is different types of safety. Now, fires, thats that always seems to end up at or very close to the top of the list whenever you and I get together and talk. Last year, you helped 417 families in East Texas who experienced a disaster. 222 of those were home fires. That's more than half, so that re really says it all right there. Now, starting off just with the fact that every day seven people are killed and another 36 people suffer injuries as a result of home fires. That's a national figure, I take it? Yeah. Okay. And in a typical year, home, file, home fires will kill more people than all other natural disasters in the U.S. Um, when we're covering the news, we get wind of a fire every now and then. We think, oh, gee, that's a shame. What can we do to help? But it doesn't seem like it's that common an occurrence, but it's a lot more common than people realize. Right. And, and you know, everyone needs to understand that because house fires are common, they aren't necessarily news. And, and um, you know, sometimes if it's an extremely... Um, uh, extreme case, you know, it'll it'll be covered, but um, especially in our rural communities, mm -hmm. um, that they, they just don't get the coverage. Uh, but they do happen all the time. It is the most common disaster here locally and 
um, you know, in the country. Uh, you know, last year we had 222 house fires, um, and then, you know, we helped 417 families. Well, those other families, you know, if you'll recall last spring, we had about 18 tornadoes come through East Texas. Yeah, we're going to get to so, that later, too. So, so, but just to give you a balance, most years— thank goodness, we don't have that kind of severe weather pattern. Um, and while we might have some, we don't have that much. And so really and truly, the most common disaster here locally most years is a house fire. Okay. Now, fire experts agree that people have as little as two minutes to escape a burning home. And what's really the point of mentioning that? Is it, is it that people need to have a plan in place and just exercise some of the fire? Absolutely. And we recommend that every family sit down and plan an evacuation uh, for their home with the entire family. Um, and, you know, the ideal situation will be, you know, two ways to exit every single room in the house. Uh, and then from there, have a meeting place somewhere outside the house where the family can congregate. And that way, you know, everyone got out uh, and you don't have anybody going in a need, you know, needlessly to search for someone and risking their lives when they were, oh, they were in the backyard, not the front yard. Mm -hmm. So, so again, um, we recommend that you make that plan and that you practice it. And when you practice it, that you time yourselves, because remember that two minute warning, you know, is that, uh, you know, if you, don't get out in two minutes, there's a good chance you won't get out at all. Yeah. And we're going to get to more of that in a moment, as well as some of these other main topics that we're discussing, like this one, working smoke alarms cut the risk of dying in a home fire in half. So Absolutely. make sure you have a working smoke alarm and follow some of the tips that we're going to be going through shortly. Right. And uh, something that I think um, a lot of folks don't understand is that, you know, the working is an issue. A lot of people have smoke alarms, but if they haven't been maintained, the batteries haven't been changed, um, if they're too old, um, then you're putting yourself and your family at risk. Okay. Now, getting back to the evacuation plan, first of all, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And uh, we are talking to Tammy Prater, Executive Director of the American Red Cross Serving East Texas. The Red Cross, as we just mentioned, urges every family to create an evacuation plan for their home and to practice that plan. Uh, what's the first step? Do they call you, call the Red Cross, maybe go to the website to get some tips and pointers on how to do that? Absolutely. I mean, and there's, there's information online about fire safety tips and so forth, but you can always call us. And if any family needs a smoke alarm or if someone needs help installing a smoke alarm or someone needs help changing their batteries, we have volunteers who are ready to do that and um and there's no charge um so we you know it is so important to us that we s reduce fire injury and death um that we want to make sure that every family has working smoke alarms and so we want you to call us if you need that help um we also invite any group organizations church groups um uh, clubs that would be interested in um, volunteering to help with those installations as a as a service project, um, we can do that. We can work with you on that, and would love to have you. Okay, and again, and Tyler, you would call 903-581-7981, Longview, 903-753-2091, or you can just go to the website, and um, I didn't check when I was looking at the website to see how the, uh, your email works, if they maybe want to shoot you an email. They can, they can, there, there is a place where you can send a message. The most direct route would be just to go, you know, to give us a call. Okay, okay, so you do recommend those phone calls. And uh, an evacuation plan, of course, people would need to know their own 
situation and uh, they need to get started by giving the Red Cross a call to help out or maybe going to the website for some tips. Are there any common threads that run through evacuation plans? Just some of the basic things that families are going to be looking at as they work this evacuation plan out. Well, again, having, you know, a plan for two ways out of every room. Okay. Um, Also, you know, especially with children, make sure that they know what the smoke alarm sounds like and that they know what the smoke alarm means. Uh, and they realize that that's what they have to do is, you know, get out of the house when the smoke alarm goes off. Um, And I think uh, along those lines, when you're, you know, the entire family needs to be part of the planning process. It does no good for mom or dad to make the plan and the rest of family doesn't know what the plan is. So really it's it's a family project. It's something that everyone needs to work on together and practice together. Um, children need to be taught not to be afraid of the fireman. Hmm. Um, and, there, you know, certain ages, we all know we've seen the children just screaming and crying when they're sitting on Santa's lap. Yeah. You know, and Santa's a, a love, you know, a friendly fellow, but um, it can be very frightening for a small child. Uh, when a child, when there's a house fire situation and it's already terrifying, um, to see a fireman can be frightening. So it's real important to find ways to um, teach your children that firemen are there, uh, they're going to help, you know, don't hide from them, don't climb up, don't get under the bed, don't hide in the closet when there's a fire, get out of the house and practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, make a game out of it, time it, see how, what, what you'll find is that practice makes perfect. And, you know, the first time you practice your, your uh, escape, um, uh, it may take a certain amount of time. The next time, hopefully it's going to take less time. Okay. Practice does make perfect. And maintain those smoke alarms. Test them once a month. Change the batteries once a year if your model requires it. You can't just put up a smoke alarm and leave it there for years and years and years. Matter of fact, they need, need to be replaced every 10 years, I believe you tell us. Every 10 years. Um, you know, just like a lot of things, uh, when smoke alarms get a little age on them, they don't work quite as well. And um, so the manufacturers recommend every 10 years. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that there are probably some folks that are listening to us this morning and are saying, I don't remember when I put that smoke alarm on, or mm-hmm. it's been here for as long as, you know, the house has been here. Yeah. And, you know, it's time, if you don't know how old your smoke alarm is, it's probably time to replace it. All right. Good advice. And again, if a family needs assistance with smoke alarms, please contact the Red Cross. You have alarms that you will install for free. And again, neighborhood groups, organizations, churches, um, any of those that would like to partner with the Red Cross to help with this project, just uh, give you a call. And again, those phone, and, go yes. ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, um, and just, we also have um, the specialty uh, smoke alarms for the deaf and hard of hearing. Oh, okay. And so, um, so that is something that if, if, if you have a family member who would need that, please, please let us know. Um, we might have to order it to get it in stock, but we can get them and, and we will provide them for free. Okay, and in Tyler, the number to call is 903-581-7981, Longview, 903-753-2091. And I'm still stuck on Google, American Red Cross East Texas, but did you want to give the website out again real quick? Redcross.org slash East Texas. Redcross.org slash East Texas. I don't know how I could forget that next time I try and mention it, but uh, anyway, it's easy to find. Uh, Now, on a home fire safety checking list, as we move into that area, uh, the first item cooking safety a lot of home fires start in the kitchen over the years different home fires that we've covered on the news seems like so many of them started in the kitchen 
pots left unattended, things like that. Uh, let's just kind of go through some of the key points as far as cooking safety, things folks need to remember. Well, first and foremost, don't ever leave something unattended. I, I think we're all perhaps guilty of that. Um, the phone rings or you just run into the other room to check on something and next thing you know it's been a few more minutes than you anticipated and you've got a problem. So uh, it, it's just so important to, uh, to, to not leave things unattended um, and you know be really conscious of what you're doing in the kitchen. Okay now here's one keep young children and pets at least three feet away from the stove should anything happen if something gets spilled if something flames up um, your children and your pets are more vulnerable and you want to protect them at all means and so keeping them away um, again uh, protects them and um, you know I think that's enough said really i mean yeah. what are, what you know you just want to keep your children and your pets safe yeah they're they're uh, they can't protect themselves you have to protect them yeah that's right talking to tammy prater with the american red cross serving east texas i'm john sims this is in focus and moving on through our list of cooking safety items under the uh, heading of home fire safety checklist move items that can burn away from the stove that one would seem pretty self-explanatory too Yep, absolutely, and it's just, um, you never know how flammable some materials are. Yeah. And um, so many of our our clothing, you know, now has synthetics, and um, they're highly flammable. Mm -hmm. um, there are rules out there for, um, um, you know, children's clothes and flammability. However, you want to make sure that the clothing that you have is made under those standards and you know for yourself or your children but it's just very um, easy for things to catch on fire and uh, you know potholders dish rags um, you know common kitchen things if they if they get too close to an open flame they will burn yeah and clean the stove in the area around it before turning on the heat because you might be cleaning off something that could catch fire absolutely okay don't leave food on the stove unattended i think we went over that when we first hit this topic next thing you know um well, it, it's boiling over and there's a fire in your kitchen and you're calling the fire department so don't leave food on the stove unattended and then turn pot handles to the back of the stove because if you turn them to the front you can knock them you can knock the pot over and then heaven only knows what's going to happen after that right right am i guessing right here you're doing okay. great you're, you're on a roll john you, know, you and i go back a long way i guess if a pot catches on fire, put a lid or a cookie sheet on top to smother a fire. That's important because uh, so many times when a fire starts, people do not know exactly what to do right there that minute. Um, you know, having a, a fire extinguisher close at hand is good. But really and truly, if something in a pot catches fire, just smother it. Mm -hmm. um, if you try to pour water on it, you can splash the flames out, ah. uh, especially if there's any grease involved. Um, and so you can actually, you know, by trying to put out the, the fire with some other means, you can spread it. Um, and so really and truly, if, you, if, if the flames are not so high that they're climbing the wall, if they're still in the pot, just smother that fire. Okay. And if uh, the oven catches on fire, keep the door closed and call 911. Don't hesitate. Just uh, right. hit those three numbers. And even, you know, the, having the door shut, you know, can smother out the fire. 
um, but you want to have the fire department come check to make sure that it hadn't gotten mm -hmm. into the walls and that everything is safe. Oh, you okay. just, um, they would much rather come check and make sure that everything is safe than have to come you know, rescue you when your whole house is in flame. There you go. Smoking safety. Not seeing anywhere near as much smoking as we used to many years ago, but it's still around. And here's one I remember from kindergarten. And people are still learning the hard way. Never smoke in bed. Yep. Um, it happens still, unfortunately. Yeah. But don't do it. Uh, getting back to the kiddos, with far, as far as children playing, you need to keep those matches, lighters, and other ignitables in a secure location and out of reach. Uh, that's, again, something that's pretty self-explanatory, but if you want to add anything, just feel free. Well, and the other thing is that, um, you know, if you find in, let's say, cleanings around the house, you find some burnt matches in weird places, that's a real good hint that maybe you have a child who has discovered the fun of playing with fire and you Ooh. want to you want to nip that in the bud yeah. um and you know it is very unfortunate but we do have um you know we have responded to fires that you know children um and 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 you know you know what kids are like yeah something you know they'll catch something aflame instead of running and saying mom you know the trash cans on fire they'll run and hide because they don't want you to know that they were you know they a lot of times they know they were really supposed to do that but oh golly you know now i'm going to pretend it didn't happen at all and uh -huh. you've got a big problem yeah, and so um, problem. It, it really is important to teach the kids um and and don't put the temptation out there where they can yeah. Now, this is kind of a new one on me. Always dress kids in pajamas that meet a federal flammability standard. What's the best way to find out the federal flammability? Read the labels. Read the labels. Read the okay. labels. It's all there, right there. Um, Good. And if, you know, and basically if it doesn't have a, la a label telling you that it is, you know, meets those standards, there's a good chance it doesn't. Okay. Uh, familiarize kids with the sound of a smoke alarm. Teach them what to do when they hear it. I think we kind of went over some of that before, and that's really part of the family evacuation plan, I guess. Again, teach kids not to be afraid of firefighters. They're the good folks. They're the ones who want to save your life. Just doesn't hurt to repeat that. Tell children to tell you or a responsible adult when they find matches or lighters at home or at school. That's an important one, too. Right, right. Um, you know, if, if something's being left where children can get access to them, uh, even if your child is not tempted, some other child might be tempted. And so, you know, if they see them at school, tell the teacher uh, or the principal. If they see them at church, tell the Sunday school teacher or the, you know, the pastor. See them at home. Tell, okay. yeah, just. All righty. Uh, check under beds and in closets for burnt matches. Just little things that most of us probably don't think about. And is, should people just do that on a regular basis? If you have children, um, you know, children are wonderful, but, you know, left to themselves, they can get to some mischief. And this is the worst kind of mischief. Yeah. Fireplaces, space heaters, baseboards, etc. Keep kids three feet from the heat. Keep like everything keep, three uh, uh, feet from the heat. Excuse me. Keep everything three feet from the heat. And that goes for stoves, as we mentioned earlier. And then fireplaces, space heaters, and baseboards as well. Blankets, upholstery, draperies. Um, you know, those are things that are flammable. And if you get too close to a space heater or a heat source, 
they they can catch on fire and you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And we've had some real sad stories about that, too, that we've had on our newscasts from time to time. Uh, electrical and appliance safety. Large and small appliances should be plugged directly into wall outlets. Extension cords are so common, but I guess at the very least, keep that to a minimum. Plug them directly into wall outlets whenever possible. Your your outlets are uh, connected to a fuse and, you know, the, a breaker will, will go if they, if they get overloaded. Uh, you know, if you've got too many cords out there plugged into one outlet, you're, you're setting yourself up for problems. Okay. Getting back quickly to the home fire escape plan. Now, at least twice a year, practice that fire escape plan with all family members. And uh, you mentioned as we were getting ready to do the show, um, there's a, an important item. Chemicals in building supplies can be something that people really need to be aware of. Sure. Um, you know, if you think about what goes into upholstery, what goes into, you know, a lot of our furniture is not wood anymore. It's plastic coated. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, pressed board, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Carpets, upholsteries, draperies. There's so much in our, you know, our flooring um, and our our the paints on the walls. Everything. There's so much that can give off no, give off noxious fumes um, when a fire does happen. You really need to get out in a hurry. Okay. Um, you don't need to be grabbing anything but the baby. Honestly, right. you know, it, don't stop to grab. You know other stuff two minutes to get out you need to get out yeah again talking to tammy prater executive director american red cross serving east texas offices in tyler and longview volunteer offices in palestine and marshall on the smoke alarms getting back to that you're really trying hard to reach out to the elderly nowadays because smoke alarms are no good after 10 years and a lot of the older folks just keep their smoke alarms around for years and years and years and just don't realize that they're not working anymore you know, I, I had one little lady tell me, you know, oh, well, I know mine works because every time I burn something on the stove, it'll go off. Um, but, again, that can mean she's got it too close to the kitchen. It needs to be a little bit further away. But yeah. the, the reality is every 10 years it needs to be replaced. And, and if you haven't replaced it in the last 10 years or you can't remember get them replaced all righty change batteries every year unless it has a long life battery again replace those smoke alarms every 10 years and then test your alarms every month designate a certain time of each month that you want to test those alarms and um, you know something that i failed to mention when we were talking a minute ago about the home fire escape plan practice makes perfect after each drill mark down your escape time so practice those um home fire escape plans and of course smoke alarms just kind of dovetail um, into all of that anyway so I, I don't really think I took anything terribly out of order there no and you know last year um, or the most recent year that we have the the data for the state of Texas um, only something like 20 percent of the households that had home fires had working smoke alarms mm-hmm. so it's you know, it's just a miracle that there aren't more people who are burned severely or who die in home fires. Yeah. Uh, it's And it's something that's we can fix. That's something we can fix. Okay. Uh, moving on to another topic now, tornadoes. It is that time of the year. It is springtime, and East Texas, as anyone who's been around here a few years knows, has seen some truly devastating tornado and straight-line wind activity as well. So 
now that tornado season is just really kicking in, what better time than now to go over that tornado safety checklist? And one of the first things that you mentioned is people need to know the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. Right. You know, the the, the weather folks, uh, the media are really good about saying, you know, okay, we're, we've got severe weather possible, you know, be weather you know, aware, be weather alert. Um, but there is a difference. A tornado watch means, you know, the conditions are such that we might have, um, you know, tornadic activity. Um, and tornado warning means that there's actually a tornado that's been spotted either on radar or, you know, by eyesight on the ground. And you need to immediately take cover. Okay. So, you know, getting those two confused could be dangerous um, if you think, oh, well, I don't need to do anything unless, you know, it hits this. Well, you know, when there's a warning, you definitely need to take um, take cover. Okay, and know your plan. It's like with fires. Have a plan for dealing with tornadoes. What are some of the basics there? Well, everyone should have a, a plan, and the whole family should know what that plan is, but to where to go to, as a place of safety when um, the warning uh, warnings are issued. Um, I would recommend um, two things. First of all, um, the you need to have a, a battery-operated radio, a NOAA weather radio that operates on batteries. Uh, when the weather gets severe, there are a lot of places that lose power very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it doesn't do you any good to be planning to watch, you know, say television and watch the radar if you can't access it because the power's down. So you need to have um, battery access to radio. Um, you also need, uh, I recommend the American Red Cross Tornado app, um, which is absolutely free and available to anyone with a smartphone, uh, either Droid or uh, iPhone platforms. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely free. And, um, you know, so many of us um, live in rural communities that don't have uh, tornado sirens to go off yeah and something that I think is really important that everyone should know that the you know that we talk about the tornado sirens going off that is called an outdoor warning system mm -hmm. and an outdoor warning system is designed to tell you if you're outdoors that you need to get indoors and take cover so if you're indoors and the sirens go off you may or may not be able to hear them, depending on your where the sirens are located and depending on your own personal hearing. Mine is not as good as it once was. Yeah. So having a NOAA weather radio that is going to wake you up in the middle of the night or having our Red Cross app, which has a siren that if you don't turn the volume down, it can wake you up in the middle of the night and when there's a, a tornado warning issued, um, literally can save lives. That's number one thing is to, to do the best you can to make yourself weather aware when we know there's going to be severe weather. The other thing is know that where you're going to go. Um, if, if you live in a house with a basement um, or something where you can get or have a shelter, that's the best thing. Be getting below ground is the absolute safest thing in a tornado. A lot of us don't have a tornado shelter or a basement, um, in which case we do recommend that you get... Um, into an interior room with uh, no windows, um, a bathroom with no windows, um, and uh, that you you know prepare to hunker down and, and take cover. There are homes that have safe rooms now, but a lot of us don't have those. So, yeah. um, okay. another thing to be aware of that if you live in a mobile home, there is no safe place 
during a tornado in a mobile home and you need to think ahead of time what you're going to do, whether it's you're going to go visit a neighbor or a, a local business or church. Um, but, but you need to think about that because um, you are not safe during a tornado in a mobile home okay and uh, if you go to the red cross website there's all this information and more and that includes what you do after a tornado continue listening to local news watch out for fallen power lines stay out of damaged buildings just three of the tips but check that red cross redcross.org website for some of this information and that too can be a lifesaver getting down close to the end of the show we want to remind everybody that you can donate to the red cross you can do it online you're always very happy to receive donations volunteer opportunities always available all the way from people who actually go to disaster sites and help out which we always hear about when there's a disaster to i guess more garden variety day in day out types of things but sure uh, we, always need, we, need, volunteers. we need volunteers to answer the phones at the office we need volunteers to help install smoke alarms we need volunteers to help with our military casework. Uh, we need volunteers to help um, with all sorts of different things with disaster work and so there, there's we can find a, a spot for you at the Red Cross and I started with the Red Cross as a volunteer mm -hmm. because I worked a 40-hour week and wanted to volunteer and the Red Cross is 24-7 365 and so they could use me when after hours and when the you know when other places were closed the red cross still had volunteer opportunities for me and that's how i started with the red cross almost 20 years ago mm -hmm. so and look um, where you are now i exactly i worked my way up literally so um anyway so truly um if you have a heart for helping people when they're having a really bad day if you want to help people um if you want to help save lives, there are things there. There's a job for you at the Red Cross. You bet. And we have been talking with Tammy Prater, executive director of the American Red Cross serving East Texas locations in East Texas and Tyler and Longview and volunteer offices in uh, Palestine and Marshall. Tammy, thanks so much for sharing with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Glad to be here and y'all be safe. You bet. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com.